Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Amen. Tonight I want to go to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. The book of Ephesians chapter 3. It's great to have our evangelist back. Bishop Walsh was preaching in Missouri uh, last weekend. and I'm so glad to have him back as well in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. That verse has so much power packed right into it. It's, it's, it's tremendous. That the principalities and powers, that means the angelic forces in heavenly places, will know the wisdom of God through the church. Hallelujah. Amen. That, that, that is just amazing. Verse 11, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts, that Christ may dwell in in your hearts <laughs> by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ that passeth knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us He's able to do above all that we ask or think. Amen. Tonight I want to talk to you about the call to prayer. The call to prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. It is indeed, Lord, life-giving. We pray, Lord, that it will just touch our hearts, show us the path, show us the way. Lord, that we would hide our, our, your word in our hearts, O oh God, that we will be led by your spirit, led by your word. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. 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 The Lord bless you. Be seated. Prayer is one of the most common Christian practices there is. Most everybody would know when you say the word prayer we're talking about some form of communication with God. Prayer is seen by anybody that knows the Bible as an essential exercise. It is a fundamental function of Christian purpose. 
It is indispensable. You cannot live spiritually very long without prayer. It is a core value. It is a core value of the church. Amen. But if prayer is so powerful, why do we seem seemingly struggle with it? Seem to struggle sometimes with prayer. Ever heard anybody say, man, I just run out of things to say. I just don't know if I can pray very long. I just run out of things to say. So uh, I, I, I don't know what to do after that. But it seems like that sometimes we get frustrated with prayer because we, we pray and it seems like God doesn't hear us. Or we pray and we think prayer is boring. And in some places, some churches, some people, it is. As some folks, I want to just tell them, just quit. Just, just quit. You're boring God. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but... Why? But if, if prayer is to be so, so powerful and so wonderful, uh, why, why didn't God just make it so easy for us? Well, I believe that he really has. I believe that prayer is overcomplicated, that we make it a lot harder and more difficult than God intended it for us to do. I look at prayer, and I want to remind you there are some things that I've shared with you before, and uh, and that is prayer is not a religious act. It is a legal act with God. Prayer is not a ritual or a regulation. It's not begging God to get what you want like, like some kind of a, a, a parent begging or a child bearing, begging to a parent. But rather prayer is meant to, to move God. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 5, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are that love to pray standing in the synagogues or in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when you pray, when you pray, enter into your closet. And when you shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret shall reward you openly. Somebody say, prayer works. Prayer is the communication that we have with the king of kings. Prayer is how we communicate to God, but it is also how God communicates to us. As we, we, we have we're heard, I believe Bishop was talking about this, God still talks to people today. God still talks to people. How does he do that? In prayer, in communication, in a legal setting that he has already ordered. Prayer is a, a principle that is so powerful that when the Lord began to talk about his church, he didn't call it a house of, of preaching. He didn't call it a house of worship. He called it a house of prayer. Prayer is so important. Prayer is important because it builds intimacy with God. Prayer is important because it reveals the purpose of God in our life. You want to know what the will of God is for your life? Pray. Want to know what the direction that God has for you? Pray. Amen. Prayer helps us to, to even build up our faith because the Bible says praying in the Holy Ghost is how you build up your faith. It's essential. Prayer will bring direction and it will bring discoveries and it will bring promises and it will bring an answer from heaven. 
In John 14, it tells us in verse 13, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, what does that mean? According to my authority, according to my character. That doesn't mean that you can ask any willy-nilly thing to God and he's going to do that. No, but he says when you ask according to my character and you ask according to my authority and you ask according to my purpose, I'll do it. Luke 11 and 9, Jesus said, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that when you communicate with God, you are communicating with the one that can do what you need? Amen. Amen. For everyone. Somebody? Just a few of y'all? For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh, it shall be open. The reason sometimes we feel like it's not being found, it's not being open, it's not being uh, 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 received, is because we have doubt in our heart. And so when we pray, we got a little bit of question mark back here. We got a little bit of, I just don't know if that's really going to happen. But when you ask in faith, according to the will of God, John writes in his epistle, anybody that prays according to the will of God, uh, their prayer is going to be answered. It may not always be yes. It may be no. And it might be wait a while. To me, I don't know if wait a while might be the toughest. But sometimes we want him to answer it like we want, but rather he says, you'll get an answer. You'll get an answer. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Uh, Micah records, therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Somebody say that with me. My God will hear me. Hallelujah. I believe today that there ought to be a, a, a call to prayer that we just simply say, Lord, you call me to prayer. I'm going to go to prayer, not just into having a prayer meeting. That's awesome. Amen. Not just, just a dedicated time. That's essential. But I want to live a life of prayer. I want to live a life where my mind is stayed on Jesus. I want to live a life that when something pops into my spirit, I can pray no matter where I am, no matter what what I'm doing, driving, uh, amen, on the, on the job or, or uh, uh, going to Walmart, wherever it may be. It's about having a mentality of prayer where we're constantly communicating with the Lord. You want to know where your answer is? My friend, that's it, the call to prayer. I recently was going through some of my father's notes and I found some of his thoughts and quotes on prayer. Some of these were no doubt in his Bible written down that I've transferred into my notes, but my dad said this. He said, I'm a debtor to the prayer closet. I'm a debtor to the prayer closet. He said, prayer without humility is like bidding at an auction without money. It's just talk. Prayer without humility is like bidding at an auction without money. It's talk. 
He wrote, prayer has in it the possibility to affect everything that affects me. It has the possibility to affect everything that affects me. Prayer, he said, is the language of the poor in spirit and strong in heart that depends upon God's grace to open the chambers of divine revelation. I want to tell you, there ought to be something that rises within us in this generation to say, I don't need less prayer, I need more prayer. I don't need less communication with heaven, I need more communication with heaven. I don't need to just just simply worry and fret about so many things if I would learn to take it to the Lord in prayer. In Ephesians, we said, chapter 3 and verse 10, to the intent now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. I want to tell you that there is a spirit world that doesn't want your prayers to be answered. Daniel was praying for uh, help. And the angel showed up later and said it's because he was hindered by the attack of the enemy. I believe that the enemy is out to destroy your prayer life. Keep you too busy. Keep you distracted. Keep you tore up. Feel like you're ineffective. Feel like you can't pray. You don't know the words to say. If you're, if you're, you know, feel like you're not spiritual enough or not uh, cool enough or not holy enough. Uh, amen. But I want to tell you, the Bible tells us that it is the purpose of God. Verse 11, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord is that we win the war in the heavenlies. That we win the war in the battle against our, our prayer life. It is the purpose of God that we need to realize that we pray. God wants us to pray. He's a God of purpose. Everything God has done and will do has to do with the purpose. Has to do with the purpose. Man has a purpose on this earth. And that is to have dominion. And that is to to rule in a way and under the authority. I've talked about it. God wants us to be his kingdom ambassadors, that we are to carry out his his plan. We're to carry out his purpose. Amen. He's already got a plan. He's already got a purpose, but he's waiting for somebody to say, I'll be a a Noah and build an ark. I'll be a Moses and lead people out. I'll be a David and I'll worship because God never moves until he moves with a a person that has been committed to prayer. Prayer is how we gain access to heaven and how heaven gains access to our situation. You want God to work in your situation? Then think of prayer like coming before the king and having access to his throne room. Amen. We are to understand that there is a visible world and an invisible world. There is a visible physical world that we pray to move what is in the invisible to the physical. Hallelujah. I want, to, I want you to look with me Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 12. I was looking at this today and it just blew up in my spirit. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Okay, we're making manifest the wisdom of God in the heavenlies by being the church according to the purpose of God. 
in whom, through faith in him, I now have boldness. Somebody say boldness. And access with confidence by the faith of him. The word boldness here means to speak freely. To speak freely. Unreserved speech. To talk openly or frankly without concealment, without ambiguity, amen, without the use of figures or comparisons, without feeling like I got to tell a story, feeling like I got to tell a tale to get get something done, go around the long way. Well, Lord, you know, you know, oh God, I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Come and tell God what you're feeling. Come and tell him what your heart is. Be bold. He said, I've given you that by my purpose. You can now come before me boldly. What does that mean? I'm not walking up uh, 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 with arrogance and pride, but rather that I'm I'm speaking freely. It's time to take your prayer life to a simple communication with God. What's bothering you? Telling him about it. What are you going through? Tell him about it. What are you dealing with? Tell him about it. Amen. What you got a need of? Tell him about it. What are you questioning? Oh, I just worry about this and I worry about that. Well, why don't you tell him about it? Speak freely. Oh, Lord, here I am. I love hearing Brother Lang tell the story of Brother Ebright, Pastor Ebright, at prayer meeting one time. He said he was in the prayer room with, with Brother Ebright praying before church. He said Brother Ebright was just sitting down. He said, God, it's been a rough day. It's been a horrible day. It's been tough. Lord, I, he dropped his glasses and his lens fell out. And he said, see, God, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, we get so caught up in the King James prayer life. Lord, that thou knowest, thou knowest, O glorious to Godest and the highest. Like if you had four marbles in your mouth, you'd probably pray better, right? Just, God, this is it. Can I get real with you, God? Can I get real with you about my situation? Can I just talk to you a little while about where I'm at? Hallelujah. I wish some people would post their prayer to God instead of Facebook. Amen. Freely, speak freely, speak clearly. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19 says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter in the holiest by the blood of Jesus. I have access now. Amen. Through a new and living way, he said, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil. That is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Amen. Somebody needs to grab a hold of some plain speech in their prayer life tonight and begin to just simply say to the Lord, this is where it is. This is the real thing. 
Amen. Don't play games with God. Don't worry about uh, 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 platitudes and, and, and having every word down just, just right. Just speak it in faith. Declare it in faith. Amen. Don't waver. Amen. But have a, 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 a heart full of assurance. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Paul said again in Ephesians 3, we have boldness and access. The word access in the Greek means a, uh, having a formal audience with the king. Prayer gives us the right to speak freely in the presence of the king. Let me say that again. Prayer gives you the right to speak freely in the presence of the king. That's why the Lord said the Pharisees' prayer, his his sanctimonious prayer didn't affect anything. But the sinner over here that was simply saying, oh God, help me. That is because he spoke freely in the presence of the king. Prayer is a legal right for every person on the planet to call out to the Lord if they would do it in faith. Prayer takes the place when the Lord walked in the cool of the day with Adam and Adam had a relationship with God where he communicated with the Lord one-on-one -on -one in the presence of God. We do that now through prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I have a whole bunch of other notes. I talked to you about how, how that the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven. But I really want to go to a scripture right now. I'm on changing my course. I feel this. Somebody say, Hallelujah. I'd like to, I don't have, I have not given you this scripture, but I'd like for you to look at uh, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3. Proverbs 16, 3. Some time ago, Sister Gill and I got a hold of this, and it revolutionized the way we've been praying. I want to share it with you. I want, I want you to, to feel what we have felt and sense what we've sensed. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Say that with me. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Works has to do with everything with your life. How many of you got some stuff going on in your life right now you need to pray about? You need God to step in. Do, do I have more than 10 people? All right. What the writer is saying is that if you commit that issue to God. The word commit here means prayer. Everybody say pray. Take that issue to the Lord in prayer. Then he says the Lord will establish your thoughts. Here's what I have discovered is that if I'll take it to the Lord in prayer, he'll begin to put things in my mind about what to do about it. Anybody ever been there? 
You pray about it. You commit it to the Lord in prayer. Oh, God, you know you know that situation that I've got to take care of. What am I supposed to do about it? What am I supposed to do about it? I want to, I want to just say this, that there was something that Sister Gill and I have been praying about for a good time. Amen. And, 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 and all of a sudden, there, well, here's the answer. It comes to us. God speaks to us. He begins to deal with our thoughts. Well, how do you know for sure if it's the Lord? Yeah, well, let's, let's go to the next level, and that's in verse 9. Verse 9, Proverbs 16 and 9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. So here is the, the way you begin to get in the move of God, and that is... You begin to commit it to the Lord, commit your works to the Lord, and he'll establish your thoughts, then develop a plan. Those thoughts will lead you to a plan, and then God said, I'll direct your steps. There's a lot of people today that say, oh, God, I wish he would direct my steps. Well, then you got to jump back to the beginning, and that is commit it to the Lord. Here it is, God. Here's this, this financial need. Here is this situation. My, 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 I wish I could, I could get this in your spirit because it'll revolutionize the way you pray because you pray and he puts it in your spirit and then you begin to make a plan that is connected to those thoughts and then he says, I'll order your steps. I'll order your steps. I've watched this. I've watched this just in the last few months as, as Pastor Timothy and Sister Whitney started their, their business. He'd done, he'd launched a time or two before but this time they begin to tell about here's what we begin to do we begin to think about it we begin to pray about it and God put this in our spirit and here's our plan amen and the God begin to order their steps I tell you today if you'll pray about it God will direct you and if you'll get a plan God will order your steps we want God to just move miraculously and he said I, I gave you some thoughts I put something in your mind. Where's your plan? Ooh. Man, I, I don't know whether to pray or keep preaching. When you begin to look at, at, at God's word and you begin to see, he says, what have you asked in my name? What have you asked in my name? Lord, I need a plan. Lord, I need a plan. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be in five years? Don't know? Well, buddy, you need a plan. You need a plan. Brother Matt, you know where you're going to be in five years? No clue. Brother Matt, you need a plan. I think it's time to just simply say, Lord, here, where do you want me to be in five years? How do you want me to be in five years? Where do you want MPC? This is where I'm at right now as, as pastor of the church. I'm saying, God, where do you want us to be in five years? Where do you want, to be, where do, you want this church to be in, in, in ten years? Oh, if we're going to get to that, then we've got to start now. We've got to start now. Begin to pray and say, God, would you lead us? Our church is in a shift movement. Our church is in a position right now where the Holy Ghost is poised to move. Backsliders are coming back to God. There's going to be revival here. But it, it, we can't just simply twiddle our thumbs. What's our plan? How are we going to move forward? Amen. That's where I'm at. God, give us a plan. Show us the way. Help us to do it. Do it right. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Mm. So much. One more verse, then I'm going to quit. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Can you quote it with me? God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think. So how do you pray? You pray with your mouth and you pray with your mind. You pray with your mouth and you pray with your mind. If your mind is constantly on gossip, constantly on doubt and fear and struggle and bad things and poor health, aches and pains and issues, if your mind is constantly on that, then you're missing an opportunity to let him blow your mind with what his power is. What's God going to do? He's going to be able to do exceeding abundantly above all whatever I say in prayer and whatever I think in prayer. Amen. Let there be a rise. I want to call us today, not just to a talking of prayer, not just to a meeting of prayer. Amen. Every Thursday night, 7 o'clock, we're going to pray and seek the Lord. But beyond that, I want a life of prayer. I want to get up in the morning and say, Lord, this is going to be a day that you have made. Oh, God, what you got planned for? for me. I want to give it a hundred percent. I want to do my best today. God, I want to give you glory. While I'm hammering, I'm on a, I want to be thinking about you. While I'm washing the car, I want to be thinking about you. Because he said he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or I think. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Lord, our church is in a shift moment. Our church is in a, a place, oh God, uh, of spiritual uh, transitioning. Lord, and I pray, God, that you give us wisdom. I pray, God, that you would give us wisdom, oh Lord. Uh, give us wisdom, oh God, of what to do and how to do it. Uh, Lord, help us to think not just in the present moment, but let us think in the year ahead, in the two years ahead, in the five-year-ahead plan. God, where are you taking us? Lord, I know you may come back in five years, but Lord, let us have a plan, God, to carry out your kingdom message until that day. Hallelujah. I would to God that somebody would begin to pray right now about the shift in your life, about where God is about to transition you into a new stage of glory, into a new stage of purpose, into a new stage of prayer, in a new stage of ministry into a new place that God wants to take you. Hallelujah. Can you think about it? Can you talk about it? Oh God, you've got something planned for me. I don't know exactly what it is, but Lord, would you establish my thoughts? Lord, would you begin to establish, put it in me? Lord, let me think about it. Lord, because you're able to do whatever I ask or think.
think, Lord, and if you put the thought in my mind, if the thought is from you, oh God, it is germinating with your word. It is your word, oh God, and my thoughts partnering together, and that's where prayer becomes a reality. Oh, Jesus, right now, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you have a financial problem? Amen. Why don't you begin to ask God right now for a plan? If you got a financial need, why don't you ask God for a plan? Amen. Lord, I'm taking this financial plan to you. Lord, I'm going to give it to you. Hallelujah. You got a job crisis? Why don't you begin to give it to the Lord? Why don't you begin to say, Lord, you said you'll provide. Lord, you said you'll make a way. Oh, Lord, let there be a mindset. Put it in my mind. Lord, I'll make a plan. Guide my steps, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Why don't you release your faith? Amen. Stop thinking about prayer as being a religious act and realize it is your opportunity to gain access to heaven's throne room. Amen. God's opportunity to move in your world. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, Lord, speak to our hearts. Speak to our spirits today. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody ready for the Lord to blow your mind in your business? I said, anybody ready for the Lord to blow your mind in your business? Why don't you begin to just say, oh God, I commit my business to you. I commit my business, my, my present business, my future business. Lord, I commit it to you. Lord, now I want you to give me the thoughts. Establish my thoughts. You're going to put thoughts in my mind. I got this idea. It wasn't your idea. It was God's idea put in there. But he wants you to develop a plan. He wants you to put it down on paper. He wants you to write it down and say, oh, this is the plan, and then watch him order your steps. Watch him get you connected with people that you never thought you'd get connected with. Watch him network you in a way you never understood or could see in your own mind. Amen, right here. There's some of you that are worried about your ministry. Well, what's your plan? What are you praying about? What are you looking about? Oh, God, I need direction. I need direction, and I need focus, and I need purpose. Hallelujah. Well, it comes through commit. It begins with commit. I commit my family to you. I commit my future to you. I commit my children to you and my grandkids to you, oh Lord. But Lord, would you give me a thought? Let me know how to handle this. Help me know how to handle this. In Jesus' name. Lord, there's a desire for spiritual dimension and spiritual growth here at MPC. There's a desire right here in this house, right now, for spiritual growth. Lord, I, I sense it. There's a hunger in this place. Lord, for more of you, for the miraculous. Lord, for the anointing to flow. There is a hunger for it. Hallelujah. Lord, right now, would you begin to release your spirit into us? Lord, thoughts, direction. God, 
give us direction. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you. Somebody needs to go home and take a stand, spiritual stand. Hallelujah. Go home and take a stand right now in the heavenlies and say, oh God, let revival fall in my house. Lord, let revival fall in my house. Oh God, I want to be more like you. Oh, our home is going to be more like you. In the name of Jesus. 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 Do you believe? Do you believe? God can do anything. He can do anything. He's the one that is, is, is the one that can handle every impossible situation. He can do anything. He can do anything. How many believe it? Do you believe he's still a healer? Do you believe he's still a healer? Do you believe he's still a home saver? Won't happen if you don't pray. Will not happen if you don't pray. He cannot move and will not move to you. Give him access. Amen. So whatever you believe, you've got to say it. Lord, I am going to see the victory in this situation. I am going to see it. And Lord, if you never touch in a way that I think, I'm still going to be victorious. If it doesn't work out like I think, I'm still going to be victorious. Hallelujah. Maybe you just came for Bible study tonight. But how about getting a call to prayer? How about getting a call to prayer? A call to the throne room of God. Praise God. It's the next time somebody says, what you thinking? Oh, I'm thinking about how God's good. I'm thinking about what God's about to do in my life. I'm thinking about how God's about to bless my kids. What you thinking? I'm thinking about how my grandkids are going to be used by God. I'm thinking about how the church is going to be anointed with revival. What you thinking? I'm thinking about a, a, a friend of mine that's got cancer being healed. I'm thinking about somebody that's got sugar diabetes being healed. I'm thinking, what you thinking? Instead of worry and fret and toil and I know this never going to happen, never going to think, think. He said he was able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you're able to ask or think. Can't put it in words. Think it. Think it. Hmm. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Tonight I just wanted to come and give you a call to prayer. Don't try to compare your prayer with somebody else's. Be you. Be you. Be like your personality. Amen. Hmm. Put your phone down. Pray. Shut off screens for a while and pray. Amen.
I, I, I sense an awesome, moving, working glory of God in our church. I sense it. I see it. I believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. The cloud, <laughs> like a man's hand, I see God moving. Mm. Let's love him one more time and worship in this place. Let's love him in this place. Hallelujah. Oh, prepare our hearts. Prepare our hearts, Lord, for what you're doing and what you're going to do. Prepare our hearts, oh God. Help us to get ready. Lord Jesus, help us to be ready. In the precious name above every name. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Oh,